Every morning when I wake up, uh Money on my mind, go time to get kicked up, uh Sunshine coming through my blinds, I'm living, but Really though, it's never enough Ten billion, that's a Hi, everybody, and welcome to My So-Called LA Life, a podcast dedicated to the realities of living in Los Angeles and all its glorious bullshit. <laughs> also, your guide on surviving the main streets of LA. My name is Natalia, and this is my lovely co-host slash producer. Eric Sanchez here. How are you feeling, Eric? I feel fantastic. I'm so glad we're back doing the podcast because we took a little hiatus. We took a little hiatus. It got a little busy around here. But then we're back, so that's great. So today we have a great show because right here at my so-called LA Life Studios, we actually have the senior content producer, <laughs> writer, and on-camera talent for TBS Networks, and his name is Zach Selwyn. Welcome Zach. to the show. Hey guys, big Zach, fan, long-time listener. <laughs> Long-time listener. Yeah. I've been doing this for years, this just nobody knows about three. it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for coming in and uh, talking to us and having this great conversation that we're about to have. But before we get started and me picking your brain, word, let's go around the table and talk okay. about what's the most LA thing that's happened to you this last week or lately, whatever it is. How oh, do you feel? Me first? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, this is, well, I'll tell you what's funny is, and this is 100% true, I have two kids and my son's 10. And he's uh, at this elementary school, and they're all obsessed with the bottle flipping. You know what right, I mean? Right. What the is, bottle flipping what is, is everywhere. That? You know about bottle flipping? Oh, come on now. No, it's this, this Puerto Rican does these... not know that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know about bottle recycling, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five <laughs> of the bottles, someone throws me a quarter. Yeah, pretty much. Basically, it's this thing this cat made popular where you like drink half an uh, Arrowhead bottle or a sparkless bottle, whatever, and then you try to flip it and land it right side up and it's become this really popular thing and it's like addicting and once you try to do it you'll do it until you nail until it until you do it right and then you go for like three in a row whatever so everyone at my kids school everyone my son included has been bringing water bottles to school drinking half of them and flipping these bottles and just all over wasting the place. water right, right, right. so water's Perfect. getting wasted but the cool thing <laughs> is if like you can throw it on top of the roof and nail it then okay. you're like legendary then you're the king you're the king so we get a letter from the principal that was like all parents at from further on we are banning all plastic water bottles in school due to an insane bottle flipping <laughs> epidemic no, no stop pandemic so bottle we were flipping. like what so i'm like riser my kid's name is riser i'm like dude are you flipping bottles you know, he's like, <laughs> yeah we all are dead I'm like, at least i'm having this conversation and not like are you on, are you on coke yeah exactly you know? well just give it a couple of years Shit. this is los angeles not my kid sorry he, to say that he must go to a good school yeah, it's like a charter really school, but it's so funny because everyone's just flipping bottles all around and it's like become a crazy thing. So that's an L.A. story. I don't I mean, I'm sure it's happening across the country. But for me, I was like, that's a first. And, and they're Snapchatting it and they're Instagramming. Yeah, it, it's, it's all like over the social media. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's pretty L.A. I like oh, that. I like that. What, what's your story, Eric? So my L.A. story, of course, is very um, it's a very affluent story. Uh -huh. um, I was invited to a meeting at a Hollywood meeting. And um, it was at Soho House. Ooh, fancy. So I've never been to Soho House. Wait. And I'm kind of surprised I have Explain to people what Soho House is. Because so, a lot I of mean, people don't know. I think that Zach could probably explain it a lot better it's, than it's I a, can. It's but... a members-only like club. You have to get invited to join. It's a ridiculous amount of money a year. I want to say like six grand. I think it's like six, two, six grand a year. Yeah. And you're allowed to have unlimited guests, but you get to go to this like sort of private bar, dining area. The food's really good. And you know, it's sexy. And it's and like, it's there's the always beautiful people yeah. there. David oh. Spade's there with a couple of models. David right. Spade, yeah, yeah. oh God. I, I, I saw him, I saw him. <laughs> okay, terrible. so. Was he there? <laughs> no, He's always there. He wasn't there, but I wasn't really 
Okay, so I get there. All I right. get there, and it's like under you know you go in the underground parking, and you got to go talk to oh, the people, and they're like, yeah. um, who, are, who you? are you? Who are you? And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be cool because I'm I'm from here. This is my you know. This is your hood. I'm like, come on, I am Soho House, nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though you probably look like the valet parker. <laughs> hold on, hold on, though. That's my story. That's my story. So I get up there, and they're looking at me crazy, whatever. So two seconds in, yo, Eric, I see one of the homies. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm like feeling myself. I'm like, yo, I am Soho right. House. These are my people. You. So I go, I get, I have to wait. And then the guy gets me. I go upstairs. I run into another client. Yo, what's up, Eric? Did it? I'm like, oh, another, oh, it's on. Like, I'm about to go in this meeting, kill it. I sit down. They got the salmon, da, 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 da. And then I look down at like what I'm wearing. I look like fucking Django Unchained. Like they let me out <laughs> into a meeting. They're like, well, let's bring the nerd out of the back. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like wearing a flannel. The cook, the line cook I is coming like, from the I back. I have like stains on my jeans. It's not even like, it's not even looking too cool for school. It's looking like he didn't know this is a private like place. Oh, because you know? I've just, gone in there. I, I normally go in like full rock star style. I go right. like with the flat brim hat and the jacket. Yeah, you have to have some sort of like fur or something, I, I, like coat yeah. I mean, coming that out. That would have been like good. A... I came from like editing inside. I yeah, like, right. threw on a shirt. I had a hat on. Yeah. It was a mess. Okay. So that was my Hollywood. I shirt. say fur like in Soho House because I once got invited by this dude to go to Soho House <laughs> and he literally picked me up in a fur vest yes. and like a cowboy hat, but it was like a. Like a Were you like, dating Tommy Lee? Like a yeah, wi- yeah. like a Willie Nelson okay. type of ten gallon hat, and then I asked him, "Where'd you get that uh that vest like from?" Yeah, He's you're... like, "Oh, the women's section at Neiman Marcus." And I'm like, "Okay, I gotta go. This is really." I would have been like, "You're cool, man. You got style." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You it was embarrassing. Go. This really? man was embarrassing. What was what he do for a living? Oh, what do you think? A producer. A director. A director. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what he's directing. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. He was from this weird country, like Czechoslovakia or something. <laughs> like, he does, like, C movies. I'll give it up for the Soho House, man. That's an L.A. story. Because that place, every time I go in there, I'm like, this fucking place. It's this so, fucking okay, place. Okay, look, I got the vibe of, like, Mad Men. It was just long. It was, mm. it was, like, big ceilings. And everyone's, like, walking around and, like, floating on clouds and smelling good. And yeah. there's, like, all these little private rooms. You could get a blowjob from a hooker. Oh, like, shit. come That's on. Great. It was real- there was like 19-year-old girls running around in no clothes, like having lunch together. I'm like, you bitches can't afford this shit. Damn. You know they can't afford that. I know, but they were like, they're like <laughs> looking around like, available, you know? It was, it was cool. Yeah, that's trying to, trying to find fun. that sugar daddy. I yeah. want to yeah. say I saw, I want to say your boy, Billy Bush, oh. <laughs> was there once. <laughs> my boy, Billy Bush. You know? Anyway. Okay, so <laughs> my LA story is I actually told Eric a couple of weeks back that I got kicked out of my first Uber. Um, that no was way. Fa- and I was in the middle of Inglewood too, and she left me right in the corner because apparently being a little bit tipsy, being completely high, and eating ice cream inside of the Uber does not that, amount to that anything work, good. No. <laughs> so this lady, she was Eastern European, and she saw that ice cream was dripping all over me and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm eating my ice cream, but I'm super high at this point." And she's like, "You gotta get the fuck out of this car, like literally." like screeched the car, kicked me out of the car in the middle of a hood in Inglewood. It took me like 25 minutes to get another Uber because nobody wants to go through there. Oh, shit. And then just to add add to that story, a couple days back, I took another Uber and I lost my necklace. So I called (laughs) Uber yesterday, the Uber driver, to see like, hey, do you have my necklace? And he's like, oh, hey, Natalia. I'm like, do I know you? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you were the last person I picked up. Yeah, I, you, Natalia, you're from Puerto Rico, this, this, and that. And I'm like, 
oh my god i was wait i don't remember any you of that you were wasted and i'm like did i do something bad did i vomit in your car did i piss myself and now i feel again. like not again now i feel like it's like the walk of shame for ubers for me and like, i have to call and check in with them the next day to make sure that everything was fine yeah, he thought it was like a second date and probably like, oh yeah you told me you were gonna call me today yeah we literally had a 10 minute conversation with oh, my yeah. uber driver and oh it was i've just had many i'm like yeah i can get out of the green light your digital series bro give me your digital series man give me a fucking call and i think oh, it's an ridiculous that now i have to check in <laughs> on giving myself giving these guys hope you're like obama over here you're like, you're <laughs> Dude, like i'll read your script <laughs> Well, that was my story about. Remember that thing I did with the animated story that I did on the on the website about you and me going to the club that night. How yeah, the yeah. Uber driver picked me up and was like, "Yo, I got a script, dude. It's called Compton Leprechaun." <laughs> and I was like, "That's some real, that's some real shit." Yeah, you know what? You I'm like, save that for later because I'm gonna ask okay. you about how do people come up with these crazy, crazy oh. ideas for shows and how do they actually get greenlit? Because I'm very interested because there's some crazy stories out there. There's crazy shows out there. Can I? I can't believe they're there's actually being shows out there. produced and directed. One. But before we get into everything, I'm excited that you're on the show because I have many, many questions for you because you're actually in the mix in Hollywood, in Tinseltown, doing real things. Not like everybody's trying. Says. Yeah, trying. But, you know, it's Hollywood you know? and most people here are like, oh, yeah, I'm an actor. I'm a right. director. I'm a producer. You're actually work for TBS Network. So that's right. that's an actual network you that's, have, an actual that's like a real job, job. you like have a, real job. a job in hollywood exactly. you know and i'll tell you this i've this is my first job ever where i've ever sat down at a desk every day and i've only been working there since april and i'm only in the digital side so don't get too excited about like the crazy green lighting stories i don't have that many but <laughs> you know ultimately you spend 20 years as an actor and a musician and a writer and you have like little like blips of success which is how i met eric i was hosting a show on discovery channel and he was working on it and we hit it off and you have that, and you're like, oh, it's gonna last forever. And you get to a point where you think, I'm on my way. And then, you know, a year later, you're like, damn, I gotta pay some bills. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's just hard to stay up in this town. It really is. I mean, it's, it's no matter how talented you are, no matter how successful you are as a young person. Most people like, where's Freddie Prince Jr.? Yeah, exactly. Where's my dude? <laughs> He's retired. He's retired somewhere. His girl's paying the rent. Did he retire? <laughs> I, I, I bet sure. he's not retired. I bet he's out there hustling, trying to get something done. He's probably on Lifetime. Oh, oh yeah. A lot of people. With Tori Spelling. So my girl, you know, that's her That's her channel. And I look on there and everyone's on there. All mm. the people from like my gender, you know, I'm 1980. Yeah. All those people, I'm like, this is where you are. I miss oh, you. Well, I feel yeah, like they either right. do... Tori Spelling, all, all Matthew Lillard. Math, no, Matthew I Lillard feel like these people channel. only do Lifetime movies or shows, or they end up being a marriage boot camp on VH1 oh, or God, something like yeah. that. Or like rehab That's boot the camp end. or Someone's something. knocking on your door. Okay. okay, that's my neighbor. He tells us to shut up. Do I look lonely? I see the shadows on my face. People have told me I don't look the same Maybe I lost weight I'm playing hooky With the best of the best Put my heart on my chest So that you can see it too We got interrupted there. Yeah, okay. So, Zach. So, I want part of the premise of this show. I like show, that you call me Zach. 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 That must be that's my nice. Latinaness. Sack. Sack. <laughs> like a ball. Yeah, sack. No, like I'm a ball. Yeah, hey, Sack. 
You know, that's a Latina for you, though, because when you meet them, Zeta. they call you something crazy, and you're like, oh. oh, that fire, that fire. And then they start yelling at you a year later, and you're like, oh, shit. You're like, uh, that was a bad She's decision. crazy. <laughs> well, I've only known Natalia for like a, oh, you're good. a month, so I got 11 months before you start yelling at me. Absolutely. So Sorry. part of the premise of this show <laughs> is to document the realities of living in Los Angeles through other people's perspective and careers. And I was kind of stalking you for a little bit before you came I here. I love it. Because, you know, I'm a Latina. I love stalking people, especially men <laughs> with beards. Um, so I was looking at your Wikipedia page, and I'm actually impressed <laughs> that you actually have a Wikipedia page. Is it a self-made one? Most probably. You know, the funny thing is it was up there for a long time. And then, you know, when you're kind of bored and you're broke and you're looking at your Wikipedia page, when it, when the Internet first started, you probably add a few things. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I added like a couple of my albums on there with my band and things. And I was like, this needs to be on there, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that traction. Absolutely. Yeah. But gotta... I think there's a big warning on my Wikipedia page. Like, yeah, it looks like someone with a very close connection to this character wrote all this shit. <laughs> well, it doesn't say where you're from. So are it you? Doesn't? From... It, no. I don't... I... Wait, here you go. Born... Are you from Los Angeles? No, I'm from Tucson, Arizona. Oh, my Tucson. God. Here yeah, we that's, go. That's not on here. Okay. So... Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. Now... So when did you come to LA? Yeah. What I came you here... Stay here. Well, all right. Tucson was a very boring, slow desert town, border town, retirement town, white trash town. And How I was dare a you? and I'm a Jew. Okay. So I was like, what's going on here? You know, and I was like, I gotta get to where some action's happening. And a lot of Jews live. I need to find my Jews. Right. Hollywood. And I want well, I wanted to be an actor and I, I knew I wanted to be in the industry. So I immediately set my sights on going to college in LA and I was lucky enough. Well, I got into USC. So this is nineteen ninety three. Now in ninety two were the riots. So okay. in ninety three, USC had absolutely no criteria they're like oh you want to come here right you're, you're right. okay with living in the shit because it's still the it's still the hood it's, it's, just a it's nice the hood version. it's yeah. a nice version of the hood but yeah. you're no joke dude you're in the hood i saw yeah. guns i saw fucking lowriders yeah, yeah, I, sure. I saw i heard gunshots all through college and even high school but like i was like dude i want to go to usc and i got there and i was i was really scared this was right when the chronic came out doggy oh, style great. dropped my freshman year i started buying weed off my security guard and I was nice. full-blown L.A. transplant. It took me about That's a month awesome. to be like, yo. I'm saying. Swing down, sweet chariot. Stop. Let me ride. <laughs> and then. <laughs> you were a Laker fan immediately. Oh, I immediately became an Eddie Jones, Eddie Dale jo Harris, See, okay, Nick so Van Exel Laker fan. That like, was a great time to be in L.A. I because the Lakers Because that was, the Lakers were like re-emerging, but it was so young. It was like they are now. Eddie, we thought Eddie Jones would be what Kobe became. Yep. And they were, and they were fun to watch. Time. I love that shit. So. Then the earthquake hits in January of, of 94. 94, yeah. And my mother calls, get the hell out of there. What are you doing? You know, and I'm like, I'm here, mom. I'm here. So wait, that wait, was wait, how so I came to L.A. You survived. I lived through the earthquake. Okay. Yeah, it Just was scary sure. as shit. And then I basically spent, the, you know, four years there. And then I've been in L.A. ever since. So I've been here since I was 18. Wow. And the, wow. New, the minute I turned about 14 or 15, I was like, I'm going to L.A. It was set. That's, I mean, that's a great story. I can definitely relate to that. Being from the island of she Puerto Rico. She just got here. I, but <laughs> when you went to USC, I was literally just like picking banana, bananas off she, a tree still, and, and riding a canoe a to, to oh my, my, my home school shack school, whatever it's called. Did wow. You, is that what, is you're that blessed what you to be here, that's, man. that's pretty much how I lived in Puerto Rico. And I knew then in my one-room shack school that I wanted to move to Los Angeles and do something big. So I practiced my English by watching TV and good. putting subtitles down. Nice. And Very then good. instead of coming straight to L.A., 
I deviated and I went to Miami. And then I kind of hoard myself oh, out shit. there for a really long did you ever time. Bang pit, did you ever bang Pitbull? <laughs> uh, no, I, I left. <laughs> did you want to? I left, like, no, I left right I before he really hit it did, that did, big. Did you bang Rick Ross? Oh. Might. I might have. <laughs> you got down with Ricky Rose. <laughs> Did you ever bang rappers? Or just like a fat black guy? I can't I can't say all the rappers I've banged. I, I have, have you NDAs. been with some rappers? All, all of them? All of them. I have I do have some NDAs. Holy they shit. might sue me. Well, she does work downtown. I mean, come on. Oh, at the, yeah, you work at Katsuya. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's some dudes rolling in. Yeah. I'm so jealous if you so if you slept I, with rappers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I've always wanted to sleep with a rapper. You know, I would blow Daz Dillinger if he walked in here right now. Daz? I, I work with Daz. Uh, <laughs> so I can totally relate to the story of always wanting Zach, to come to Los, Los Angeles, always wanting to come to Hollywood, trying to make it. I am a fellow Jew, too. Fucking so, man. I forgot about that. So it, it, I understand the whole I need to go where my people are because I am like the only Jew in Puerto Rico. I don't know how that happened, but I did grow up Jewish in this small island where nobody was Jewish. And I'm like, I can't stay here. That sounds I, I like mean, a, a Jimmy Buffett or Kenny Chesney song. He was the only Jew in Puerto Rico. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Picking bananas in a one-room shack. So I, I, I really enjoy the fact that you decided that you really wanted to move here. You made it. And you've been here for how many years now? 24. Fucking God years. 20 God years 24, now. 23 years. years now. So it makes me feel like I have hope. You do. This is this yeah. town. And listen, anyone who's listening who's not from L.A., don't expect to roll in here and just step off the plane and get a sitcom handed to you. It takes years, 10 years to even like at least 10 years. Knock. That's what we were talking. And about. I wish someone had told me that. And I maybe they did tell me maybe I would if I just listened a little more when I was younger, things would have been different. But you know what? No regrets. Everything works out for a reason. And we were talking before we started recording. When you're 23, it's real hard to go home and study for your three-line audition on Dawson's oh, Creek. No, there's When you sucks. could go out with... It's easier to do blow. Wait, fat Joe what, fat and a, Joe, and a bunch of, this? you know, playmates. We don't, we, don't, we don't live in New York. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this then who is not 1999. Uh, well, that's, grow, what I'm, that's what I'm talking but about. You, but. but you do go out with Chris Brown, the Chris Browns of Los Angeles yes, and right. the Nipsey Hustles and all that. Nipsey Hustle. So you do go out and you think you can fuck your way to the top and that's what you decide to be. You're like, I'm going to be famous because I'm going to associate my vagina with a famous penis well, and then well, I'm going to come up. Well, you know what's funny? I wanted to ask Zach about that because there's this whole thing as a dude in, in the business, right? The air yeah. business. I've, it's been now 10 years since I kind of made that decision. Like, yeah, this is it. And I'm not going to stop. Right. And as soon as 10 years started creeping up, things started happening. Right. And it was years. a trip because I have some friends who just moved away and on like year nine, and, and they were like this, and they just got a good job, but yeah. they already made the decision. I think my first break happened, like, I'd say I was here for 10 years, but I was only really pursuing hard seven years. Mm. But it was those five years before I got anything that sucked. Because yes. those right. first five years, you come out and you think, I'm the, be I'm the best actor here, man. No one's funnier than me. No one's better than me. I'm going to kill this. I'm better looking than all these fuckers. Fuck everybody. And you don't get anything. And you're like, oh my god, I yeah. suck. I'm I'm the worst. I'm done. <laughs> have I'm I made a huge? And there's a lot of. <laughs> have I made a huge mistake with my life? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. People go through that. <laughs> so I was gonna I was gonna ask you because I was asking her earlier, how many times a day or week do you question your existence? 
You know, I'd say I'd say at least three times a day. Isn't that a Hollywood? Isn't that a Hollywood? That's a thing? good Hollywood question. Because I go to like, dude, I go to the Midwest. I'll go travel to even San Francisco. You know, my girl's family. They're all like, you know, sweet and very yeah. and very like that. And they have no concerns. And it's like the work oh. and stuff. And I'm thinking like, dude, I haven't watched you hate yourself yet. And I'm I'm on like three, four. <laughs> yeah. And it's like 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, no, but you know it, I mean? I'm like, where's my computer? I can't do this. Everything <laughs> about this town makes you question anything that you ever thought. It's like trial was by good fire. About there is a level of comfort that I have reached. I have to, I have to say, I'm one of the few people I know who have a steady level of zen in my life. I get a little stressed out about things, but I also believe in following the wave somewhere. I'm very lucky to have like fallen in love and had a family and all that. My wife has that. Wait, completion. you actually fell in love in Los Angeles? Yeah, and my wife's dope, wow. and we have a great relationship. And That's I'm like amazing. one of the few people I know who. I know a lot of great married people. A lot of them aren't happy. You right. know what I mean? I'm extremely happy. Like, it's weird. I, I hate to say that, you know, I'm happy and all that shit for everyone. who's like, fuck you, man. My life sucks. Right. But you know what? <laughs> it can't happen. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. But that I still want to bang everybody. Uh, I mean, well, that, so does everybody. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. Because you are in the Hollywood industry, entertainment industry. I, I want to talk about the Hollywood meetings. Because I have an idea, a vision of what a Hollywood meeting is to me, which includes a lot of cocaine and a lot of whores. Uh, is this the truth? Those are the good ones. I wish. Maybe. And then lately, I don't know if you've been listening to the news, but a little bit of pedophilia going on. Ah, that's so Th fucked. That's kind of crazy. I'm, I, I, I hate reading all that shit that Corey Feldman and all those people, these stories they tell, they're horrifying. And the story of Mila Kunis just put out about the sexism and all that. I understand it's a huge problem. In my business, which is basically digital content, we don't see any of that shit. We see really unhappy UCB comics coming in and pitching us their 420 marijuana delivery guy web series. Okay, so so let's talk about okay, so let's talk about these people that come in and pitch ideas because I was telling Eric right before you came here, um, I was reading this article on Howard Stern and you know he's the king of all media. When he goes, he does his his office is on Sirius XM and all this stuff. When he walks down the hallway, nobody can walk. Everybody is cornered, quarantined Seriously? to the side, wow. and nobody is allowed to walk. But the reason... It's because he's, I feel, he's tall and scary looking. I feel like the reason he does this is because he's sick and tired of people coming up to him pitching him ideas. Yeah, sure. I don't know if it's PAs ideas. You, it's all, I mean, these days with the cameras, all the selfies and shit. Right. We've all done it. I always try to get, like, the people no one really wants to take a selfie with. You know, like, I like to chase down like iron zeering or something <laughs> nice, nice. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like yo steve sanders dude sharknado motherfucker <laughs> no but those are the guys that you probably actually they like appreciate the more though because they're they never still, get asked they're still here their life raft has <laughs> they, like has more air it. and they like climb back on the boat and you're like you climb back on the you're boat. still here homie you know what i mean like cristiano ronaldo just that picture like some dude was trying to take a selfie with him in beverly hills and he got like threw him aside <laughs> and like kicked his camera like could you imagine if that was your life no one needs to be, that fame which we, I think we all craved at some point. I know at one point I was like, I'm going to sure. be the most famous fucker and actor ever. Thank God yeah. that didn't happen. Because your life turns into a fishbowl and you can't and you, go and, anywhere. And it's kind of a blood in, blood out thing that I've realized. Um, you know, I work with Dick Van Dyke, right? And I'm yeah, watching right. him and he's 91. Fuck, and I'm man. thinking, my back hurts. I'm 36. <laughs> Why the fuck are you still here? And I see these dudes, Ed Asner. I worked with all these old ass dudes one time. And I'm looking at him going like, they don't let you go, do they? Like, you can't leave. Well, if you're a legend like that, you can't, you can't, you can't leave. leave. You got to work until, I mean, they got to. Well, they, they, you have to work till. What else are you going to go do? Well, they have nothing else. Look at Betty White. Like, this but are they, are they now addicted? I mean, I feel like I'm addicted That's to the only thing they the know business. how to do, though. It becomes though. a drug. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, unless but, you have all the money in the world and you can just go 
live on mustique with Mick Jagger. Yeah, but even Mick Jagger comes but back but and puts out a shit album like, every once in a while. There's something about the industry that it that is literally a drug. That Otherwise, you're just like I need it. I need yeah, well, I mean, not? it is a love hate relationship. It's it's like once you're in it, I don't think it's it's like the mafia. You can't get out of it. It's the, it's, the, it's <laughs> it, it really it really is it's like and, and hate, if you right? try to get out, they'll pull you back in because the moment that you decide to retire, they'll say we got a great great role for you, and Unless, then you're like, oh wait, I'll do one more role, and right. that's how it keeps going. Yeah. It keeps going. And that was Shark. Sharknado three. Yeah, that was the fucking just to bring that heart of sharkness. <laughs> heart flying, of sharkness. Flying sharks. Yeah. So I... well, listen, Hollywood meetings. Here's a funny story. I brought Eric into TBS when I first started there because we wanted to talk about doing something maybe with with one of the guys he knows, Snoop. Have you heard of that guy, Snoop? Snoop Dogg. So I was like, oh, all right, I'm gonna bring this guy in, and I had this boss who was like, oh, great, bring him in. And I've, Eric's like one of the coolest dudes I know. Always rolling the fade and the mohawk, the 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 rooster, <laughs> the rooster. And, not the mohawk, you know, the rooster, the dope skinny jeans, and always looks good. And I've never seen you in a sweater vest before. And you rolled in like I think you came in a little professional. I think I did, but it was I loved it. I was like, oh, nice. But I, right when you left, I told my guy I work with, I'm like, I've never seen that guy in, like anything but like <laughs> a tank TBS. top that says was, like, circle. The logo there. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, circle R, yeah. Circle R, Shout yeah. Like Ryan. that dude rolls like. I know, know. I didn't come in. See, see but this that's is, professional. I like that. But that's the thing about the Hollywood meeting, like it's such a. It's a crapshoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I yeah. went to Soul House in, like, a tank top and a hat it's backwards, seen... I would have looked like a G, I think. Right. But, but then I was like, oh, I'm going to come like I'm working because I'm doing their web stuff. So <laughs> I want them to think I'm, like, cool. Like, I don't have time. I want them to think I'm, like, you know, in the office. You yeah, know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, It's yeah. so fucking weird. You think about too much shit. You do. And at the end of the day, you sit there and you, like, had salmon and maybe said two things to each other that actually mattered. That's in the I end get. of the okay. day, it, right? it's all just drifting, and every day just drifts away, and then you just go, "What matters in this world? Did it? What truly matters? You know." Obviously, not these Hollywood meetings. I don't. Do they really no, amount to anything? To, do you, they really amount to anything? Do they really you get you somewhere? Yeah. Or, or, I mean, or is it just people pitching ideas, stealing ideas, so they can turn turn around? Backstab you, you never and know. then sell your idea to somebody else and be like, "Oh, that's aren't the gamble." I? That's probably all happened. I'm yeah. sure a hundred million times. I mean, I feel like that's the that's the only way people get around to being successful in this industry. You know, they're stealing I, I everybody else's ideas. <laughs> well, it's funny because what'll happen a lot in this town is someone will come up with an idea, someone else will hear it and go, "That's funny." Oh, you should do this, this, and this, and then they forget about it, and then like two weeks later, that person goes, "Wait a minute, I just had a funny idea." They don't remember that it was their homie's idea. Right. Yeah. And they pitch it somewhere else. And the buddy's like, dude, that was our idea. Was it? I mean, like, that I shit remember. happens all the time. So happens, convenient. I don't remember. That happens like at the bar. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean, man. you're all drunk and there's like a hot chick and you're like, oh, hey, da, da, da. and your boy comes up. He's like, yeah. dude, I told him that. And you're like, fuck. Dude, I came up with Mad Max, <laughs> the reboot at a bar once. <laughs> <laughs> Someone overheard my shit. Exactly. Where's my Tom Hardy money, motherfuckers? Yo, yo, true niggas. One reason I'm spitting this game to y'all niggas, nigga, because I want y'all niggas to watch y'all motherfuckers. So, you motherfucking know. FEP. See, the white folks be filing niggas all in the no projects. All in the car. All on the flames and boats. Just like these niggas in these holes, man. Tell them motherfuckers follow me, man. Take another route, nigga, somebody else. Keep your eyes open, fool. I'll always feel like somebody's watching me. I'm paranoid, I can't sleep, I'm in the dope gang. I think these hoes and these niggas out to get me, man. I got the eight. 
<laughs> I've never met men that love red wine oh. so much like you guys. Oh, oh, no, hold on, hold on. Oh. That's can ridiculous. I tell, can I tell, as we as we segue into the oh, next I little, little segment, red wine. Can, I, can I tell a quick Hollywood story how I, I invite Zach and another homie who I haven't seen in a long time to a Clipper game. And and they're nice enough to give me a table up and oh, I love or whatever. This. Oh, this is so funny. And fun. we go there. My boy Miguel, like, oh man, I love this guy. Like, I don't know. We used to work in mortgages together and he's just hustled so hard. Now he's just making so much fucking money and he's just like his clothes is all worth it. He's wearing sweats like sweatsuit, but it's like a ten thousand dollar sweatsuit. Dude, the guy was wearing like fifty thousand dollars worth of clothing. Yeah, so he has these like shoes that probably cost like five grand or something. He said nine hundred bucks. Nine there nine hundred bucks and that's five grand. He said how much his shoes cost? Well, because you met him because we went into your restaurant yeah, I know. beforehand. Yes. Okay. All this is being cut, by the way, but I just want to listen to it. No, trust me. This is good. <laughs> so we're so we're standing there and I, you know, we order a bunch of food and we get like some nachos and Zach's talking to him. And all of a sudden I hear like, oh, oh, dude, so sorry. So sorry. I look over and I look at this guy's shoe and there's like a nacho <laughs> with like cheese, fucking jalapeno. <laughs> On beans, his $900 loafer. Right there, just hanging on it, and he's like, and, and it's like frozen in time. And Zach's like, dude, I'm so sorry, bro, I'm so sorry. And I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like, fuck, it's all good, it's all good. But Zach's like, oh, dude, fuck, fuck. And I was like, damn, this is hilarious. And then Miguel goes, really, bro? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, because we've been hanging out, like we've been laughing the whole time. We were chilling. I'm like, this is my guy. And I just didn't take a plate. And then Britt, your girlfriend, goes, dude, that's why you have plates. <laughs> And I was like, I did one of those dumb things. You try. I took my left hand. I'm a righty. Tried to balance like a nacho with like every like one of everything on it, and it just went all over this guy's nine hundred dollar fucking Yeezys or whatever they were. <laughs> oh my they were. god! And he's and like, he's like, like, nah, it's cool, nah, it's cool. And he looked at me, and I was like, I'm not paying for that shit. And I'm like, dude, I swear to God, I'll pay for them. I'm like, I'll, I'll pay for those. He's for like, nah, his dry man. And then he walks into the bathroom for like twenty five minutes. I to go clean and I'm like, motherfucker. The whole time the game's on, I'm not watching. I'm just like, I'm gonna pay a thousand dollars for these fucking shoes for a nacho. And he comes out, and I go, how the shoes, dude? And he goes, oh, it's a wrap. Oh. <laughs> Love it. And wow, I was like, that's very dude, serious. I'm like, look, man, anything I can do. He's like, and he was so cool. He's like, look, man, He's you're cool. cool. He's my home. You don't care. Much love. But I was like, God damn. It's like a thousand dollar nacho. Very, very hard. That was a thousand dollar nacho. Very yeah, that was an, a that thousand. Is my, I'm gonna write the short story about that experience. The, yeah, that was that's a good one. Put I like that. The thousand dollar nacho experience. Oh, that was, that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. You know, like the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah, thousand dollar nacho. There's like thousand dollar nacho. There's like the million dollar man, and then there's like Zach dropping a nacho on someone's shoes. You know, like I work hard <laughs> and then I lose like a fucking. Okay. Half a paycheck like, yeah. in, in an hour. Week. In, your in entire check goes for a shoe for your nacho. God damn. Okay. You're gonna have to make a video about that experience to pay for those fucking shoes. I seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope that shit hits like a million. I wonder if I could do that as one of those oldest man in the club videos. I wonder. Mm. Something to consider. Anyway, all right. All right. Let's move on. So I just heard a great story that you a long time ago there was they were doing this uh, I guess contest. For ESPN, I don't know if you call it a contest, right. but it, it's sort of like an American Idol where people, you know, people that are in the industry can go there and they they have all the what what was it? They have all these. It uh, was, if if I recall correctly, um, I mean, at the time, what year was that? Oh four. Oh four. So oh four. I'm uh twenty four. Wow, in my memory, I'm a lot younger. That's weird. Um, twenty four. I'm sitting with a friend and we're watching it, and it was like people. It was called Dream- at their house. Like right. record their thing, and then if they like you, they bring you in to like a real studio, and you do it like real time. And then 
um, then you vote, and then there's like a top three, and you vote, and then one guy wins, and you become so a it's sports a co- center much, anchor. Yeah, like a big so pretty deal. much a contest a to be deal. a huge sports deal. center. It was like American Idol for sports for center. Sure. And I basically, <laughs> I was I was doing a lot of acting at the time. I was 28, 27 or 28, and I had a uh, I had a show out, and I was playing a sportscaster in the show where I was like really over the top and always talking like yes. this, like at the oh, dinner. Oh, like uh, that guy, What's like Marv Albert, the, the, yells, the, the you know? money, money, money maker, the one in his house who's on CNN that talks like that, that does all the investments. Oh, what's, yeah, his what's his name? His name with he the has, stocks. With the stocks, he has the most annoying voice. You were doing that you voice. Yeah. Well, voice I, in the in the show, I was doing it. So. And I had majored in broadcast journalism. And when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a sportscaster. And I was like, man, I love sports. And one day I was in the bar, the Rustic Inn on Hillhurst, which is the dirtiest nice. of the dirties. And it was about 1 a.m., 2 a.m. My band had just played. Me and the guitar player were in there. And we're looking at the screen. And there's a crawl that says, open auditions, ESPN, dream job. Ever wanted to become a sports center anchor? LA auditions, Thursday the 28th or whatever. It was the 29th. It said, San Francisco auditions. Saturday the 30th or something. Wow. Or Sunday the 31st, whatever it was. So I was like, fuck. I'm like, there's a reason I just saw that. And I'm like, I need to get to San Francisco and go to that audition. Turns out I'm going up there anyway for a baby shower for oh, my, so it's my like serendipitous. friend. So we're up there, and in the middle of the baby shower, I go, look, this sounds stupid, but I'm going to go to this audition. And my wife's like, don't leave the baby shower. There's champagne. <laughs> and like, you know, there are these two guys thrown in who are just these amazingly fun gay guys. They're like, where are you going? Oh, my God. We haven't even brought out that cake. <laughs> and I was like, all right, homies. I'm like, I'm going to run over to this thing. And San Francisco's Love it. seven miles long. So not a big city. But I borrowed a car. I weaved through the one-way streets. And I get to this area downtown. And I walked in wearing like a full-on what I'm wearing now, like old school 70s cowboy shirt. I had real long hair and a real, beard. I, I remember you had long hair and a crazy yeah, beard. Yeah, and you know, way before anyone was rocking that fucking the first, strokes look. The like, first hipster ever. I right kind of might have been one of the first hipsters. I and like that. Podcast, you know? Breaking news. Yeah, yeah I am here. First hipster ever in first Los Angeles ever. is I right was, here. Yeah, I was like certainly just trying to dress like I, it was 1975 because I was in love with like the Eagles and all that shit. So I roll in That's and I weird. do this audition <laughs> and I'm with, there's a thousand people there and I'm just going and that character, I was like, David Ortiz with the chin strap goatee, <laughs> line drive into the center field, that'll score a run, two one Red Sacks, whatever I'm doing, making up shit, you know, what's your home run call? I was like, Neep, tell us it's gone. <laughs> They're like, okay. So then they, I leave. Oh, I remember the final question they asked everybody. They go, like, we need one person to tell us how to improve the scoring in hockey. How do we make hockey scoring better? And everyone's like, we need to eliminate the icing call. One guy's like, we need to make sure that there's not there's more power plays. And I go, why don't we make every goal worth two? That'll Smart. work. That's that'll, the Jew that'll in work. you. That's the Jew in you. By that the was way. me. Just more for your buck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? more and they everyone buck. laughed and I left and I was like, well, that was fun. At least I'll be on the audition tape. And I get a call as I'm leaving. They're like, get your ass back in here. We want you to meet like the people from ESPN. I was like, really? So I went back in and it's now down to 10 people out of like the thousand that came to San Francisco. So I was one of the 10 and the guy takes me aside. He goes, you're fucking good. What's with the voice? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, why are you doing this stupid voice? And I was like, oh, I'm doing it kind of in character. He goes, can you try it as yourself? I'm like, yeah, of course. And I never wanted, I always knew I could do that kind of stuff, but I never really wanted to do it because I was like, I'm an actor. I'm going to be in the movie. Yeah, you're a thespian. Right, right. You I'm a wanna, thespian yes, if I'm I crying out loud. Right. So I did it in my normal voice and they really liked me and I went home and I was like, all right, well, that's over. And I got a call a week later. They're like, can you come to New York for the final 50 out of 20,000 or whatever? That's amazing. So I flew to New York and then they cut at that week, uh, weekend I was there, they cut it down to the final 10. 
who would eventually appear on the TV show. And out of those 10, I'd say six to seven of us are still heavily working in television, including Casey Stern, who's the head MLB on TBS announcer for pre and post game and also is going to start doing NBA. Crazy. And myself, Mike Hall, who's on the Big Ten Network, Aaron Levine, who's the lead sports anchor in Seattle. We're all over the place. But anyway, I ended up being like the third runner-up or second runner-up, whatever it was. I didn't win, but they, everyone was like, it was like sort of a thing where Tony Kornheiser cut me. Then they brought me on PTI and they were like, yeah. we're sorry, we cut you. You, you were too good. In, filled I filled in, in for reality yeah. on around the horn. Around I read some horn. mail on PTI. I was all around ESPN for like a year. And then I did a couple pilots that didn't go anywhere and whatever came back to LA, but it was a really life changing experience for me. I didn't expect it to do anything. I went in there as like, I have to go to this audition and my whole life changed. Everything I, in my life changed. I really like that. that story. That's really dope. And I like the story for many reasons. And one of the reasons is is you kind of went in there on a whim. And I tell this to all the people. Yeah. I talk to my coworkers, and we're all actors where I work. And we talk about the auditioning process, which is it can be nerve wracking, it can be ridiculous, it can be anything because you don't really know what you're gonna. You get you know you get what they want, but you, then you go in there and they switch it up on you, right? So I, I came up with a with a concept. I'm not even gonna try anymore. I'm just gonna go in there with a t-shirt, not even put that much makeup on. No bra. Not, don't do my like. I won't <laughs> do my do hair, and I'm just gonna be myself and see what happens. Because I feel at the end of the day, try everything. They they might like that. I mean, I'm, I'm still everything. trying to ride the wave from a commercial I did my first year that I moved in here that they actually, for American Airlines, and it's been two years since that, and I haven't gotten anything yet. I've tried everything under the sun in these auditioning process, and then at this point, Here's I'm, I'm giving question. up. I'm like, I'm Do just not gonna... give, Don't give up. I mean, I know what you're saying. You're giving up on like getting ready and getting looking ready all and perfect. Whole, when you and go. I'm just going to I'm just gonna Are go you making your own, Here's my question. Are you making your own shit? Are you making, are you filming yourself doing things? Are you filming little bits? Are you, I know you got the podcast. This is fantastic. But are you doing like, here's me at the beach walking around making fun of, I don't know, the people making out in public. Are are you creating content? Create content with yourself in it is the only way to get anywhere these days. And that's what I've realized. Like I was probably at the end of like the audition to get anywhere position. Like commercials are different, but we just met with a girl at TBS. I won't mention her name, but she makes her own videos for products like she did this thing for a certain product that got however many instagram views the product took notice of it and said hey you know what this is already popular it's great we're gonna pay you x amount of dollars to license it boom that's how shit's done these days it's like the world has changed so much Mm -hmm. and i've seen it since i started working at this job and it's been mind-blowing and eye-opening that i'm like everyone's going this way you know, yeah. gone are the days of anyone coming to L.A. and really being like, I plan to be Sean Connery and get in the yeah. theater. You know, it's and more like, like, yo, how do I get there? my YouTube you, Red series? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But I mean, I really I really like that because now we have a lot of accessibilities to, to create our own content with all the technology we have. So, I, so lucky. Like, we can do a podcast like this. When was before you had to be on the radio in order to do something like this true that yeah to be to be a dj i mean everyone's a dj you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) we can see how the world's changed but um your story reminds me of a time that on a whim i went on an mtv audition and was on a show called uh dismissed oh right and i I remember that show and i I was on like one of the first episodes and an afro my boy's like dude my agency you're looking man you're perfect just go and i'm like this is it I'm like 20. This is, this is like, the one. I'm like 21, 22. Yeah. I'm just back here. I'm like, you know, drinking every day. 
Um, <laughs> and I go in and they and you know, I walk in with the hair. I had a big ass afro. I walk in with the hair and they're like, you're perfect. You're right. So I go through the whole process. And they're like, what kind of girls do you like? I'm like, I like white girls. Straight up, I just, I just like left high school. I went to white high school. I'm like, I like white girls. Like straight up, I like blonde. Like boom, boom, boom. That's my shit too. Right. I get to the fucking thing on the date, and it goes to your point where they throw something in your face. A girl, half black. I'm half black, with an afro. They hooked me up my motherfucking like twin. Yeah. And then they take us on a jet ride and shit, and they're like, um, excuse me, Eric, you're kind of really not feeling this. I'm like, she looks like me. <laughs> you want me to make out with myself? Oh, you know what God. I mean? Oh, my God. And I got dismissed. So that's, that's, that's amazing. My but you, but you should get dismissed no matter what. I, I should. Yes. yes definitely. You don't, that's you don't amazing. Make out with me. Yeah, definitely. I love that they set you up with yourself. Fucking bullshit. That's, and paid me $100, by the way. Uh-huh. That's MTV, it? baby. And make me sign like a 10-page, uh, like 10,000-page yeah. document. Like, they sent me a fucking package. I can't believe... Like, the only people I've ever seen make it out of that world are the hosts. Like, you see... Uh, Fairly. Daly. Carson yeah, Daly's Carson. doing Carson great. Carson Daly was the only one. Remember... Uh, remember Ananda Lewis? Oh, yeah. Ananda remember Kennedy? Whatever happens to Kennedy? Kennedy's around doing she something. Works for, like Hillary Clinton or something. I don't right. Know. Yeah. There were so many Steve of them. Steve Isaacs? That's old school. Never mind. Yeah, no, no. I'll break down the grunge era. Y'all want to get into some Pearl Jam? But the, host, <laughs> the host of The Grind? Where's that guy? I think his name was Eric. Well, Jenny Eric McCarthy. Actually, Jenny McCarthy was. Well, Chris Hardwick. Pretty much number one. And Chris, Chris Hardwick's Jack, number one. Also. And Chris Hardwick and Carson. How yeah. about the chubby guy who won the little Dave show? Holmes. Dave Holmes. Dave Holmes is doing great. Do you know great. Dave Holmes? Yeah, I know Dave. But Dave's doing, you guys are kind of like the same yeah. dude. No, no, no. I've known Dave for years, man. Very long time. Is there that mutual respect? Yeah. You meet someone who did the same thing yeah. that you to come up and you're like, oh, I know what Certainly. You, I know what you're talking about. That's cool. We have a lot of lot of love That's for dope. each other. I haven't seen him in a minute. I mean, I guess, I guess when you've been here as long as you've been here, and you've been to, and you've been hustling as long as yeah. you've been hustling, it's it's a matter of time before you know everybody, and you're all. Kind, it's kind of like a community. You do know a lot it's, of people. It's kind of like a kind of camaraderie well, what between is, you guys. Yeah, and I'm at the age where either you're still doing it or you're kind of like it's ending, mm. and I'm seeing that the folks who are still doing it, and luckily I'm kind of teetering on the edge of still doing it. Yes, uh, we're all like in a we're all connected. Mm-hmm. But there's a younger generation coming up, and like the old people will always be like, they don't understand what it was like when we were younger. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> those you know, like you just your can't. Long, your you, Long Island, Staten Island. Uh, I immediately right drop into my, into my grandmother. <laughs> What's interesting about the young generation though that's coming through is it's not about it's not about the content. It's not about you're smarter than them, and your stuff's going is going to win in the in the end. The kids like what they're pushing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're actually talking to our generation and their generation is running things. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. There's that crazy divide where it's like, you have to pull from them a little bit just to stay relevant in the yeah, real world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're they're kind of like the puppet masters of this social media world. Yeah. And yeah, and you and you shit. and they really are, especially with the startup apps, with all the Instagram, Snapchat, even the Facebooks of our time. Which Facebook? Like Vine just went. Yeah. Just went out of style. Vine's done, right? So when I saw that, I was kind of happy because I would love to not see the stupid wannabe comedy type shit. Yes, I know what you're saying. Kind That's, of, well, I kind mean, of bread. We are oversaturated was, with everybody wanting to be a social media star because that's the number one thing that all these millennials want. They but want social media like 100%. stardom. They don't want I, real I stardom. But because it generates 
it reaches so many masses more than cable television because American t- cable television only goes in America. But the now, need social for content me- is yeah. so much that these kids who are making stuff that is not really um, enlightening anybody uh, are but getting they, millions of hits. But they know how to right? reach the masses. So now we're kind of we we kind of have to look to them on how to reach the masses and and they're kind of schooling us they really are yeah, exactly. i'm i'm amazed by it you should get some braids uh, yeah exactly <laughs> it's the hoe starter kit yeah <laughs> you need some french braids and some uh, and some contour. memes and all that shit yeah, Dude, that some... makes me laugh all that stuff that i've learned at this job is what you're talking about and like we had a vine kid in who, for a meeting kid was one of the most popular guys ever on vine and he was telling us how he's turned down money because he just doesn't want to be a vine guy and i'm like you're dumb get everything you can right now this yeah. is your slot this is your moment this is your freddie prince jr and scooby-doo moment yeah you know <laughs> i love how you keep referring to dude. Freddie i'm bringing prince it back jr. to my generation you, love you have that shot don't throw it away you know he's right. you know hamilton i'm not throwing away my <laughs> shot sometimes your shot is social media stardom don't throw it away you know, you know? i was uh, i was told recently by a dude that that I respect and I was working with and I got a little I got a little hot you know I got a little um, aggressive yeah I got a little heated and I do that a lot um, and he told me something he stopped me because I was like man I'm just mad about this and mad about that and he goes oh, oh, oh. make the right play and as a sports like a coach yeah. and as a sports person I was like holy shit I, I dropped it I was like Shh. can I he, tell you right? so it Dude, I love that. you no, it, was, it was great no because he was like make the right play because you're trying to win the game, and the game mm-hmm. is not dictated by a play. Any sport you're doing, it's not dictated by like one. Like it, it's if you miss that three and you lose by three points, you're gonna hate yourself forever. And that, I think that's what he was trying to tell me. Like word, I like yeah. that. Let me tell you a story. This is a fucking Hollywood story. So I'm working at G4, Attack of the Show. I was on the show for three years. Great show, really awesome thing. But at the time, I was frustrated because I had just come off ESPN. And I went to a cable channel that not many people were watching. And yet I was doing sketch. I was producing stuff. I was writing stuff. I was hosting every day on the air. And I was traveling all over the world. What's wrong with that job? Nothing. Mm -hmm. So one day I meet our boy, Robert Downey Jr. Wow. Now Robert's got some family members that I'm close with. So we're all hanging out. I'm not in rehab or anything, people. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) But. We're hanging out, and he brings out the script for Tropic Thunder before they make oh, it. And he wow. asks me to wow. read it with him. So I sit down, and I so read. So you're I'm reading. Relined. I'm doing like a table read with for, Jack. Where uh, he with, won with, an Academy Award I'm, for, I'm by the way. I'm doing Jack Black's role with in Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey Jr. Crazy. In his living room. That is and smoking cigarettes. Crazy. Love so that. after that, smoking I walked inside, out of there, that. and he's That's like, "So Hollywood." Smoking inside, love yeah, it. totally. Yeah, like, but he said no, to me something like, "No lines." That's like life goals. Of what, dude? It was so amazing. <laughs> it was it was so amazing for me because he's one of my all time favorite actors, dude. And I walk out, and he goes, "You're a great fucking actor, man. Good shit. You really oh. good react. You're great. You're really good." And I walked out, and I was like, <gasps> "Did you just shit your pants?" Hyperventilating. Yeah. And my wife's like, "Oh my god, this is that's so great for you." Three weeks later, I'm in New York for Iron Man interviewing him in a hotel room for a press junket okay i put the mic down he gives me a big hug and he goes hey man how you doing and i go dude what am i doing here man three weeks ago we were reading tropic thunder on your floor and now i'm fucking interviewing you this is such bullshit and he stops me and he looks me in the eyes he goes do they fly you here i go yeah he goes are they feeding you i go mm-hmm they're paying you i go yeah they put you up i go yeah he goes what the fuck are you complaining about exactly and i was like yeah oh <gasps> 
And this coming like, from Robert Downey The Jr. guy who's yeah. been at the bottom of the bottom in prison. Yeah. The, yeah. the guy who climbed to the top of, a, of the top. someone's And I'm, naked, I'm yes. like, I'm yes. a little spoiled bitch. I yeah. flew business class to New York City and I'm bitching about interviewing the biggest movie star. Like, fuck me. I suck. Then I went yeah, out and got that's, drunk. But that's <laughs> then I went out and got hammered and vomited at the W. Oh, God. That was fun. That's on, like on a rock star Ro- life right on there. On Robert Downey Jr.'s shoes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he wasn't drinking. But that's the story. That's the same thing. Make the right play. Be blessed wherever you are, man. If you ever, are ever Natalia, get a shot to do anything, if it pays shit, put the best face on and act like it's the greatest oh job God, of your I'm life. Oh, my God, I'm still going to do it. You have no idea. We do. talked about this. I don't care if oh, I can pay so $5. Hard. I'll actually pay you to put me on a show at I want to put. I'll put you in something at TBS. <laughs> I think you have a really great look, Natalia. Oh, you thank you. That's a great Ooh, look. Yeah. La, la. A lot of people don't know what I look like, but I'm not too bad for the eyes. Have you ever dated a Jewish boy? <laughs> actually, no, but I've had sex with plenty of them. Have you really? Rappers? Jewish rappers, <laughs> Mac Miller, the Beastie Boys, yeah, Modest Yahoo. I ran a train with Modest Yahoo Modest and some Hasids. Modest yeah, Yahoo, sure. definitely, definitely. I, I'm, I'm, into, I'm definitely into that whole Hasidic look. It's, it, you do have that Hasidic right, look. Right, you gotta though. have a beard and some hair. I have no payas. No, not wearing it's any fine. prayer we garb. Can, we can just slap some on. Sure, yeah, it's fine. It's under the NBA hat. <laughs> exactly. There's like a yarmulke under there that you pull out only in meetings. Oh, here it is. Like, so I should have worn that to my sale house meeting. Just just throw it on. A so yarmulke? Are you Jewish, Eric? Yeah, you would have been like the black Jew. Pa- you would have been like I- Sammy Davis Jr. Zach, I could pass as anything, I think. I, you, I, I oh, could pull I some shit off. You really are eth- ethnically you Sometimes you, like, you'll drop off. the N-bomb sometimes, and I'm always like, oh, oh okay, right. He's yeah, half black. Yeah, He's I half love black. that. I love that. But like, you know, because that's one of those things. You're like, oh, oh. Always makes everybody uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's there. Oh, okay. He's half black. He, you, you have a card. You I love have to a make pass people card. Feel uncomfortable. That's my. That's, <laughs> right. that's like my go-to thing, actually. Well, let's finish this podcast up. I could I, go forever. I, I know. I'd rather not. You, you what about you, going? Natalia? Listen. Okay, you want to know about me? You're Puerto Rican Jewish. Okay. I, You're okay. not dating anybody. Well, I, I sort of. I'm always on and off with the same person, but I am a Puerto Rican Jew and my entire life is the struggle between like eating pork and, and then feeling ashamed for it. It's, it's like <laughs> that Jewish guilt, well, you're not- <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's my main struggle in this entire lifetime. How do I explain to people? I am from an island of Puerto Rico, but I did grow up Jewish and my mom was kosher in the house. And then, you know, really? you yeah. kosher. That's, yeah. that's real. That's more so, Jewish than I am. So it's kind of crazy. And, I feel like it's kind of hard to explain. They're like, but you're you're like a Jewish valley girl. That's what Eric always calls me all the are, time. Because you are. He's like, where's <laughs> that personality from? And I'm like, I think I think it was the years of just the valleys of, of Puerto Rico <laughs> of going to going to Jewish camp in North Carolina every summer. Really? And so there you go. Oh, you you're, went to Jewish summer camp. I oh, went to okay. Jewish then summer camp. Oh, you understand. So did I forever. Which Jewish Really? Okay, please so, tell me about this okay, Jewish, Jewish summer camp. Summer I went to Mexican camp. summer camp. Okay. Jewish <laughs> summer camp. No, I went to like YMCA. Is, I mean, yeah, that's Mexican summer camp. It's Mexican summer camp. <laughs> it's a Some summer black camp. Kids there. Some white kids, poor white kids with it. Okay, so it's a summer camp to pretty much brainwash you into marrying or finding your next Jew to marry. Uh, to really? me it was brainwash. My camp was more like brainwash you into never marrying a Jewish woman. It was I went there I'm like, "God, look at these chicks." Like, where my tall blondes at well this is where i come in so i went to jewish camp with all these you know jewish looking homely looking girls and i'm like the hottest brown 
<laughs> like black hair. I have an they accent. Love you. I don't even know what half of the words mean because I was my parents sent me there was eight years old. I remember having to ask somebody, um, "What does annoying mean?" Because somebody called me annoying. <laughs> I'm like, well, Aww, story of my life. Poor little Natalia. <laughs> but the prettiest I, girl gets picked on. I know. I was the prettiest girl all the time. <laughs> I was the, the weird. The best thing for me at Jewish summer camp was at my school in Arizona when I was younger. I was definitely not cool like i was funny but i wasn't like i never had any girlfriends like no one ever really liked me but when i went to jewish summer camp for some reason i was the, you're the dude you're tall i was like, like you know what i mean you look you don't i mean you, you i don't away look with jewish is what, look, why don't you just say yeah, it buddy? you don't, don't look jewish look but jewish. i don't look jewish either no, but it's true. funny that you say that because i remember in jewish camp the coolest people in jewish camp were like the biggest losers and they're actually in their actual school that's me yeah i was that guy and then but, i was just you know what it does it breeds comedians artists funny people writers writers and drug addicts dr because yes. everybody I knew whether was dealing weed by the age of sixteen, pretty much. But <laughs> when you think about it, those are the, that was the next generation of of the Hollywood industry. These oh, the yeah. Jewish camp. Oh, dude! Like hundred percent. Sure. Everybody that went to Jewish camp a, is somewhat successful. I that I know. Story, oh, so. I know ten kids from my camp, and this was in Arizona, who work in Hollywood today and are fucking killing. Yeah, it. really. I went. Mine was in North Carolina because it was all the people from uh, Florida. And mm -hmm. and uh, Charlotte and South Carolina. There's actually Jews in the oh yeah in the in the Linas in, <laughs> in the, the Linas in the Carolinas. They're, they're everywhere. I got yeah. Jews in the Linas. And then the Puerto Rican ones and some Mexican ones. And they're I've, all I've, some. I've went to a ski resort with a Mexican Jew at a ski resort, and I was like, Mexico still had a ski. Mexico City has a big Jewish <laughs> Mexico population. Mexico City. He was from Mexico City. He was white as all hell. Yeah, yeah. you know, jet black hair. And just was like a doctor, and he was like, yeah, they're all uh, yeah. very proud, you know, to be Jewish. You know, he let it be known. But so my girlfriend always tells me, like, you really love Jewish people, right? I used to live in Hancock Park, so that's how I relate to you two. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. But in that neighborhood, it was amazing to me because I love people who leave other people alone, and yeah. because like they have their own style, and they wouldn't bother me, I wouldn't bother them. I'm a huge Hasidic fan. Like, I wish I could grow the side locks, honestly. And I you would move right fucking you, back there. Yeah. My shit goes up. <laughs> it, it, would, it would go like here and then like come down. Them I would look like, yeah. like Ewok or something. Yeah, that, that's that's the black in you. That's the black in De you. Definitely. Okay, cool. So yeah, whatever. Me being a freaking Jew. Another Jew in Los Angeles. <laughs> what, can, what can I say? I love the self-deprecating... Like you need Hollywood Jew. That's gonna get you very far. Just no, keep it doing will. That. You it know will. why? Because you honestly, I'm gonna start being a Puerto Rican Jew. Like you have every Jewish kid out there salivating over you. You're like a dream because you don't look like Malka Steinberg <laughs> right. from the Temple. You're this exotic like Puerto Rican. You know whatever. It's like neck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Neck rolling, eye rolling, your neck rolling. Like stop. Snap your finger, J Lo, motherfucker. Yeah, pretty much. You know you're. She's my fucking spirit animal. Natalia from the block. And she'll be like, I'll these other girls off. are Malka from the shul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Malka from the shul. They're like Mench on the bench, which yeah. is the opposite of Elf on the Shelf. No, it's it's. I mean, I re I do have a leg up, but I feel like every time I go to the every time I go to these auditions, it's always for a Latina. So I go in there and I look super Latina. 
Oh, right. And then they're like, what's your name? I'm like, Natalia Zeligman. They're like, are you Russian? Zeligman. Yeah. They're like, are you Russian? And I'm like, no, I'm Latina. And then I have to go through the whole entire spiel of how I became All you should a say Puerto is I'm Rican a Puerto Rican Jew. Jew. That's amazing. But this, I have to literally go. They asked me the entire story and how I became oh. a Puerto Rican Jew because they refused to believe it. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is like, oh, so you're from New York. And then I have to go and be like, no. I'm actually from the island of Puerto Rico and blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of, it's always kind of, they kind of want me, but then they're, they're holding back. But I guess I'm going to the wrong auditions because I'm going to Latina auditions. I think like Zach said, create your own thing. Content. Now what create it is, it. is in, in the casting, I worked on a, a few castings when I was super early in the business and I learned everything that made me scared when I wanted to be talent. It was, I'm going to go in there and it's a big deal. Da, da, da. I worked on a... a a commercial and the the girl we got right the executive i was like a liaison to a you know client he says to me you know i hired her because she reminds me of a girl that i liked in high school and that's what a casting that's is that's what it comes that's down what with. a casting is it's not about how hard you practice da, da, da. these motherfuckers are in there and they're looking for what they're looking for if you are that then you i've get been it. cast because i was i reminded someone of jc shazay from insane oh once. my god wow. yes i once, I once drank I once. See that. i once drank with him cool guy yeah, I think I think it's the eyes. It's the eyes. Might be the eyes. I've yeah. been cast because I was like a Jewish guy who had who was tall. Like it's amazing. Like Where you never know. Where are these Jewish Puerto Rican cast? Yo, all the Jews at? get on get on. What's J date? Are you on J date? Hell no. no. The last J- thing I want to do is another, actually date a Jew. Another Hollywood thing. Another Hollywood insider tip, not for me, but from a friend. Um, all these little apps. Great way to meet producers. Great way to okay. Great, great way to, way to, to get rapes yeah. too. Well, I mean, Bumble. Oh, really? I mean, oh. Bumble. If you want Bumble, at least you get raped by a producer, okay? I mean, come on, have some self-respect. Yeah, no, I don't think I want to go on uh, these social media dating apps just He's to, get to get a job. Trying to get you on J date. I mean, yeah. No, what are you trying to pimp me out? I'm trying. I just know that there's gonna be some like billionaire executive out there who leaves his wife for you. <laughs> You got You might have and to. And then you starts, to, like, you're gonna be like balls, Kate though. Capshaw, like Steven Spielberg's wife, thrown in all the movies. The yeah, new, she's like the new Beckinsale, like the Puerto Rican. You Jew look Beckinsale. like Kate Beckinsale she does. a little bit. I like that. I've heard that before. She has a little Puerto Rican Jew yeah. Beckinsale. For sure. Keep keep talking about me. I love well, it. Well, it we had a, we had an episode. <laughs> Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish. Just like you and me. <laughs> David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do James Conkirk Douglas and the late Dinosaura. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish Goldie Hawn's half too 
Put them together. What a fine looking Jew. You don't need deco halls or jingle bell rock. Cause you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. Both Jewish. Put on your yarmulke. It's time for Hanukkah. The owner of the Seattle Supersonicas celebrates Hanukkah. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. <laughs> but guess who is? Hall of Famer Rod Carew. He converted. We got Ann Landers and her sister, dear Abby. Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish, not too shabby. <laughs> Some people think that Ebenezer Scrooge is. Well, he's not, but guess who is? All three Stooges. So many Jews are in showbiz. Tom Cruise isn't, but I heard his agent is. Tell your friend Veronica, it's time you celebrate Hanukkah. Oh, bar, get a harmonica on this lovely, lovely Hanukkah. So drink your gin and tonica and smoke your marijuana. If you really, really want to have a happy, 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 happy Hanukkah. Okay, let's wrap this podcast up. <laughs> Who the well, hell was it? Well, Zach. Uh, thank you. I love you guys. Thank you, man. Let me tell uh, you something. I love that you came here. I love that you gave us your story as you being an actor, working actor, and, and producing and everything behind and in the scenes. And you just, you know, you gave us motivation and anybody who's out there. Cause right most on, people, man. Most people that come to Los Angeles, they come here because they want to work in the entertainment business or the industry, either if it's back of the house, front of the house, whatever it is, they want to do it. And what people don't understand is that you need to give it time. You need to pay your dues and you just, and you just need to give yourself a break sometimes. That's hundred percent true. That's why and, a lot of people drink and smoke a lot of weed out and here. do many other yeah, things to, to escape the fact that they have to do it every single day exactly non-stop. And you, you gotta go 100 and all you the time. gotta yeah. and you gotta hustle and you're in the grind and i really enjoy all your stories i have many more i want to say this i'm inspired by you as well as well as eric uh young king sanchez over here who i've never seen a man snapchat more efficiently <laughs> lit everything's lit. lit but it's also uh hey snapchat what's happening <laughs> got the neighbor susie the neighbor susie the neighbor hey, susie got the luna neighbor. luna <laughs> Uh, but it's it's inspiring because I respect anyone who's out there doing anything that can further their career every day. And I know you're certainly one of the most motivated cats I know, as am I, as are you. Thank you. We all have to do this. Everyone listening who's in L.A., go fucking do something with your lives. Seriously. Take yeah, your phone stop. and turn it on yourself and put it on YouTube yeah. and maybe it goes somewhere. And stop asking other people to do it for you. Do it for yourself. Yeah. Period. Period. Exactly. And, and then and just stop waiting around for, for a director to be like, hey, you girl, toots over there. Let me put you in my next big budget yeah, movie. It ain't, it ain't 1948 yes. at Sardi's or Sob's Drug yeah. Store. That's not going to happen. So hey, who's that girl? Yeah, everybody get your hustle on. Everybody, you know, wake up every morning. You you can't get to be great if you're sleeping in every day. You definitely cannot do that. And and just, you know, be happy. And like I always say, make fun of everybody and make fun of yourself. It's a big yeah. joke out there. And... Anything can happen, and sky's the limit. Anything can happen. So my name is Natalia. This has been who? 
I'm 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 Zach Selwyn. Um, <laughs> yep, ZachSelwyn.com. Check me out. Check out my web. My podcast launches. Uh, we'll have you all on. Oh, that's probably great. in December. Missy and Zach might bang. They Whatever. might. They we might, might bang. You I've never actually, know. I've actually seen your IG page. Is you have an Instagram page already? We have an Instagram page. Yeah, we have three I know. followers. Yeah. Are you one of them? I I saw it the other day when I was scrolling through some uh, the hashtag podcast. I saw that name. Might bang. I didn't know it was that's you. I usually, yeah. I usually wait two days before I add someone. Okay. Uh, well, everybody, I didn't know that. thank no, you no, no, for no. tuning in for another episode of my so-called LA Life. I love you all. Thanks LA. for listening. And my name is Natalia, and this is my lovely co-host. Eric Sanchez here. And be safe out there. Love all you all. Right. Bye. Starts off like a small town marriage. Lovely wife and life, baby carriage. Now all the stars have cars, success of course, but it ends. Hollywood come through my neighborhood with cameras on I really think they stealing from us like a sample song I really wish one day we take it back like Hammer's home The hurricane coming took my Louisiana home And all I 